0: Hello, I'm Kara Kinsler and you are listening to Inside IASB, a podcast series that explores leadership and education topics as they relate to school board responsibilities. The Illinois Association of School Boards, IASB for short, invites guests from Illinois public school districts to offer insight into current and best practices. This second series will take a closer look at who school board members are. There are close to 6,000 school board member volunteers elected or appointed to represent the interests of 2 million Illinois public school children. It is an unpaid position. With each episode in this series, you'll hear a school board member share why they serve as they talk about their motivations and experiences as a school board member. This episode is from my interview with Jeff Johnson from Kiwanee Community Unit School District 229. District 229 serves about 2,000 students with 75% low income. Jeff started his school board service in 2001 during what he described as a tumultuous period. He took a break in 2013 and was called back in 2017. In the interview, he mentioned several times the community's support in the district. He is passionate about his volunteer service and the district's progress. There is energy with facilities upgrades, including a state-of-the-art ag science edition. Jeff also touches on the issue of student poverty, what he has learned about poverty and its impact on student performance and the work the district has undergone to address it. He also shares more about the rewards of being a school board member in his community. Here's more from the interview. Let's start with learning a bit more about Jeff Johnson from Kewanee, Illinois.
1: I was born and raised in Kewanee, uh, left, attended college and came back and went into practice with my father. I've been a uh, licensed chiropractor for 41 years and I'm now semi-retired. I have a wife, Pam, a wonderful relationship. She's very supportive and we're both very service-oriented. I have adult stepchildren and four granddaughters, unfortunately all out of state. Well, I submitted my Name as a uh, to fill a vacancy in, I believe it was around 1999, and I wasn't chosen for the vacancy, which was fine. There were good people on the board. Um, but it kind of led me to pay closer attention to what was going on and take a greater interest in what was happening. Um, so I ran for the board in an election in 2001. Um, that was a very tumultuous time. That wasn't why I ran for the board, but we were going through some some things right then and right after uh, that were uh, very tumultuous, very disruptive for, for the entire process. So the first two years on the board were, well, I I was never really tempted to walk away from it, but it wasn't a lot of fun. <laughs> I served until 2013 and I took a four-year hiatus. Uh, there were some other things I kind of wanted to focus on in my my career and my personal life. I, I felt like things were going along smoothly and they could function just fine without me. Um, I took that four-year span off. I did fill a vacancy on the regional board of school trustees during that time. And then I got a little restless and I took out a petition for the Blackhawk College Board. And I was circulating my petition and my wife one day said, I don't know why you're doing this. She said, you always enjoyed your time on the on the school board. And I thought about it for about five seconds. And I said, you're right. And I shredded those petitions and took one out. And so I ran again and went back on in 2017. And I've been on since.
0: What keeps him motivated? Jeff credits the high-functioning board and the rewards of student success.
1: Seeing the the achievements of, of the students and the successes in the district, uh, the board has been great. We've we've got a very high-functioning board. We're we're not dealing with any internal struggles. Um, the last time we did a board self-evaluation, it was it was really painless and, and pleasant. And so I, I, it's, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm also semi-retired now. So I have, I have more time and just, just to see so many things happening. I mean, we're a district of about 2,000 students. We're a, we're a K-12 district. We're a high poverty district. And so that has kind of changed some of my, my, my perception of that has changed and how it impacts education. So very rewarding.
0: Jeff is dedicated to service. When I asked him how he's been able to balance various obligations, he had this to say.
1: Well, I guess I'm passionate about it. So I don't, uh, I don't feel I need much of a break. And when, whenever we're around people, uh, it's, it often comes up. So, you know, several times a week. um, And if I happen to be, you know, in the grocery store or anyone, anywhere else, I mean, people in a small town, they know they can approach me and they may have comments, but fortunately, Almost always, the comments are positive, and uh, we we have a lot of community support, and we have a lot of parents that are that are grateful, and that that to me is is motivation enough. And and seeing the seeing the students, I really enjoy the uh, the graduation ceremony, hearing some of the students' stories and the you know valedictorian speeches and so forth. I, I it's kind of when you've been involved long enough, I can say you know I probably visited this senior valedictorian, I probably visited their kindergarten class. <laughs> and And so just feeling that I'm a part of that process, I guess, is rewarding.
0: Jeff is proud of the community support in District 229 and talked about some recent projects that are energizing the school community. Let's
1: listen. Well, we've, we've got a lot of energy right now, a lot of construction uh, underway. We completed a, a stadium upgrade with new lighting and synthetic turf just before the start of the football season. Everybody really enjoyed that. Uh, it also functions as a soccer field, so it's getting a lot of use. Marching band is using it daily uh, or often. We have construction of a new gymnasium in our uh, one of our elementary schools. That will also be available for uh, fresh soft volleyball and um, basketball. We're trying to increase our facilities so that students can, in athletics, can practice right after school, so that the younger students don't have to go home, wait till varsity practice is over, and then come back to school. So we're we're adding a new gymnasium. Uh, we're doing some uh, just completed a handicap entrance and a new foyer area in one of our other elementary schools one of our one of our big showcase projects right now will be the uh, ag science edition ag when the building was built in the 1950s ag was a different kind of program than it is today and that has evolved and about 5 years ago I believe we hired a new ag teacher and she came in from from the world of corporate agriculture as an animal scientist, and she has a different approach. They're, they're not interested in tearing apart lawnmower engines. They're vaccinating livestock and they, they had a... Uh, pig farrowing uh, in the classroom uh, this last year. And uh, she has rewritten the curriculum. So it's really science based. And so we're taking it from the back of the building by the industrial arts and the welding shop. And we're adding uh, onto our what we call our science wing um, because it's modern agriculture is truly science. And she is uh, uh, we've hired a second ag teacher. Also, we're very fortunate to have have those positions filled. And there's a lot of energy in that program. So she's, they, I say the students are getting, um, about a $2.6 million ag science edition. It's going to be state of the art, uh, about 8,500 square feet. Uh, we think that it will be I, I think that we'll be the best in the state. I don't think you'll find anybody else with anything uh, quite like we have. And we're, we're one of the few districts that actually have our school farm on campus. So they have a greenhouse. They can walk right outside the door. Uh, there's a few acres there that have been in ag production over the years, but it's going to be more of a, of an outdoor learning lab. We were big winners when they, uh, Overhauled the school funding formula. The evidence-based funding formula. We checked a lot of the right boxes. We're a we're a high poverty district. Uh, our demographics put us in a good position there. Uh, they passed a countywide one cent sales tax, which has helped us. We're getting some wind turbines uh, in our district that will will be helping us. And so we have not had to uh, raise any. Uh, tax rates we've not had to the only bonds we've taken out have been um, either to replace old bonds or on uh, anticipated income so it's it's been a good time for us we just finished a fantastic school play we have a we have a very active performing arts and and fine arts department we've we've always put a lot of focus on our uh, music programs and and performing arts um, and we have a theater which again we're fortunate to have the facility it was built many years ago and renovated more than once, but we've we've been updating the um, the lighting and the sound, you know, continually updating the quality of, of the facility and the program. That program has remained very strong, competitive theater. Uh, so it it gets a lot of use. And if we didn't already have it, we probably couldn't spend the kind of money it would take to build it. But because we had it, we we're able to kind of continually upgrade it. We're able to offer a, a better facility than than many districts in our, in our position and our size. They do two or three productions a year. The, the band and chorus uh, uses it. And, uh, you know, there are things going on there. And uh, anytime we can get the community into the school to show them, you know, not just the gymnasium, not just the stadium, but, you know, we have an auditorium, we have, uh, you know, we have these facilities. We like to bring the community in so that they know what we're doing with their money.
0: When I ask school board members about some of their proudest moments while serving on the board, graduation is commonly shared. There is one that stands out for Jeff. There's,
1: there's one graduation, one student that that just really uh, touched me. And she was a, a young woman that was graduating, giving her valedictorian speech. And I didn't realize until she was giving her speech, her history. And her family came from Mexico. And I believe she was in fifth grade and she had a younger brother. They spoke no English and the family left everything behind because her parents valued education. And in Mexico, I believe the public education system only goes through sixth grade, if I'm if I'm correct, but anyway, they they wanted her to have an opportunity. They recognized something in her, and uh, she came into the district not speaking English, and uh, you know, as a as a new migrant arrival, and and rose to be valedictorian and was receiving scholarships, going to college, and I believe she's now a dentist. But her speech was was based on her gratitude not only to her parents uh, and family, but to the district.
0: On lessons learned. Jeff shares this.
1: I've learned the importance of of the team, the the board and superintendent team uh, that when we've been in difficult times that's been um, well, have, having having lived through bad times as well as good times I can appreciate it I guess uh, maybe more fully but reaching a consensus and and moving forward whether there's total agreement or not we can at least uh, come together and and you know move move forward with a with a Consensus and our board members. I, I can't say enough good, positive things about my fellow board members. They're all uh, very dedicated. They have different perspectives, but uh, we've we've been very effective. I feel like we're a we're a high functioning board, and uh, and the relationship with this superintendent has been very positive. Continues to be very very effective.
0: Well, Jeff is very positive about his experience. It hasn't always been easy. Jeffrey calls when he was first elected in two thousand three.
1: Uh, so I was elected board president, and none of us had more than two years of experience. So my my first my first meeting as president, I, I had two years of experience, and and I was one of the veteran uh, board members. And so I, there was a lot of tension. We were also we had been looking at restructuring the district from neighborhood schools to learning centers. And we had been discussing it. There were a lot of people really Really, on one side or the other, it was a very divisive issue in the in the community among the parents. But we had a high mobility rate. We had um, we had problems aligning and and advancing our curriculum. We felt that going to well, some of us felt that going to learning centers would help us alleviate some of those problems. The mobility wasn't in and out of the district; it was within the district between the neighborhood schools. So it came to a vote and we had four brand new board members, some of whom had been following the issue pretty closely. And my first action as board president was to cast a tie-breaking vote in a 4-3 vote to restructure the district.
0: I asked if his perspective on any issues has changed over the years. And here's what Jeff had to say.
1: Yes. Yes, it has. And I would say the biggest Change, in my perspective, goes back to uh, poverty and its effect on students. We we saw our poverty rate climbing. We're about 75% now. But we thought it was high when it was 40. Um, we saw that poverty rate going up and we saw the problems associated with, with that, the effects that it had on, on some of our students and some of our learning. We began to look differently at how we're taking care of the needs of our, of our students that are living in poverty. Uh, so we have, we're actually, I, I remember talking about trying to get to one-to-one computing, you know, so every student had a computer. We're actually at about two-to-one computers to students so that one at home they don't have to transport one to and from school and worry about charged up or you know it's tablets it's um laptops uh, it's you know what they need so we've increased that we have a food pantry um because we realized that hunger was a was an issue for some of our students some of our students were leaving school on Friday and and anxious to get back to school on Monday so they could get a meal so we're we're looking out for some of our students in poverty so that was the biggest change in my perception was I wasn't aware that there was so much and that it had such an effect until we we really went through some of that and, and dealt with it
0: on working through conflict Jeff says to focus on progress we haven't
1: really had much controversy and and I think everybody everybody has the view that you know we put the needs of the students first and if if you keep that in front of your mind you're you're a lot less likely to get off in some area where there's you know conflict. And we may have different viewpoints, but we've been able to agree that there's a, a path forward and that we can all move in that one direction. And so I think in education, if you're not, if you're not making progress, if you're not advancing, you're you're really hindering your, your ability to, to get anywhere. I think you have to continually try to advance. And I think to do that, I think you have to have a consensus. So I think, I think consensus equals progress.
0: How does he sum up his experience as a school board member? Rewarding and worth the time. Here's how he explained it.
1: When I came on the school board, I found it much more rewarding than I anticipated. And I I have this personal flaw. I kind of like to conquer some challenge and then move on. Uh, But this has been something that is a continual challenge. And so I feel like I can stay engaged. I don't I don't get bored with it and feel like, well, it's time to do something else. So if there's a phrase, it's that it's it's more rewarding than I anticipated. It may have been more time, but we can put as much time into it as we want.
0: Thank you, Jeff Johnson, for your time talking to me about your service. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you are a school board member and would like to share your experience with listeners, or if you have a question or topic you want to be addressed in a future podcast, I'd like to hear from you. You can email communications at IASB.com, or you can visit anchor.fm slash boards to leave us a voicemail. Thanks for listening.